I can't do it. I can't do it, Squidward. What? Every sentence, every paragraph, spoons, bread, salad, pepper. Don't you understand? But if anyone can, Jesse can. Welcome to the show. My name is Max. His name is Jesse. <laughs> what a ridiculous thing today. The greatest thing I've ever created in my life. <laughs> if anyone can, Jesse can. Uh, the reason for that intro was um, Jesse, what was the reason for that intro? Even though we banged on about it for the past nine months of this episode podcast. We have banged on about it. And if no one's watched it, it's your own fault now. Um, I am a pointless champion. Hey. I was on I was on a BBC quiz show called Pointless and fucking completed it, mate. So I have a couple of points. Pointless. I have a couple of pointless points. Um, you really did fuck all in that show. Your dad carried the weight <laughs> of that. Right, that is not true. I um, said Amy Wadge at the end, which was incorrect. Yep. I, um, what else did I do? Hey, I no, he, there. at the start with the three letters, he said tan. That was a bunch of bollocks. That was a really high score. I said oat. I saved the day. I know like um, the girl fucked it up, but if she hadn't, I think I still would have saved us that round. You, you, you literally just had to spell a three-letter word. That's and it. And I smashed it. I did it brilliantly. <laughs> you went for oat. And then yeah. um, and then what else happened? Oh, the, the I, knew, I knew what a rocking chair was. You knew what a rocking chair was? That was a hard round, by the way. Yeah, right. Round. That's, yeah, even, even Alexander Armstrong didn't know the answers other than the obvious two that we did. So I feel gratified by that because he's normally quite smug. He likes sort of saying that he knew stuff. Exactly. And uh, the minute the question came up and I saw the options for the Judy Dench answer, I went, that's the only one Jesse knows. And then you went, I'm going to go for Judy Dench, Alex. <laughs> Judy Dench. Well, she watches the show, apparently. So thanks, baby. Thanks, mom. Get mom. mom. And uh, I, I agree with Twitter. You guys shouldn't have got the award on Quebec. For Quebec, because it it's City. Quebec City. That's exactly Livid. what I said. Yeah, I said that. So there's a break. After you said your three things, there's actually like a 10-minute break whilst they organise getting them on the screen. So I was just there, and the runner comes up, whose job is basically... It's a pretty cool job. Like He's, he's, he's a really nice bloke. Um, this ginger guy, I can't remember his name. I think he does it for the chase as well. I've seen him on stuff like that. But um, he just, his whole job is to just like chill out the contestants. He just comes up to you and he's like, you're right, guys, everything cool. And just like basically metaphorically massages you and gives you a happy ending. And um, and I was like, Quebec's a province. I'm sure Quebec's a province. And he was like, nah, you're, I'm sure you'll be fine. You'll be fine. <laughs> but fuck it, because Perth was pointless anyway. That was our second choice. So we would have got it anyway. So fuck you, haters. You were going to win. You were going to win. And he probably did play in Quebec. So, you know, it's it's fine. Don't, well, don't yeah, worry it about did, it. It did specify town or city. But yeah, Quebec yeah. City is a thing. But so yeah, I'm quite a champion. Thank you very, very much. Um, anyone who's listening. Yeah, he did, he did his bit, I suppose. Um, like all you say, of sort of carried it a bit. But he was the one that really wanted to do this. I just sort of went along for the ride. He did all the legwork of auditioning and sort of submitted us and stuff. I was just sort of tagged along. But um, yeah, it was good. Um, any Americans that are listening that want to watch me in my glory, it's on YouTube as well. Someone's uploaded it. We'll share the link. We'll share if the you link. type in pointless episode 16, there it is. So you can go and watch it. Oh, Crummy's um, watching. That's good. So Jesse made no effort this time. Oh, yeah, right. So anyone watching, um, Max, we've just, we'd like, we've just been talking like... Just catching up, having a chat. You're not dressed like a pumpkin. Max is dressed like a pumpkin. He's got paint, <laughs> pumpkin makeup on. Um, I was going to put some face paint on, but the face paint has been moved without my consent. I don't know where it is. It's been hidden. Um, uh, someone will be beaten. 
So it's um, the, the good thing about a company of two is that like I look mental for doing this, but you also look mental for not doing it. <laughs> Neither of us win. No. So like if I had another person here with face paint, you'd look like the idiot. Exactly. It's yeah, 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 yeah. But when there's just two, it's like they're both probably not right. Probably both not right. And like you said, I'm wearing my vintage football shirt, which I'm very proud of. I love this top. And first thing you said is I look like I'm about to go play darts in a pub. And then I followed up by saying that it looks like you're then going to go shoot a porno in the back of that pub in someone's camper van. Which um, is in my calendar. Perfect. Now, hello, everyone. We've got all all the last stuff out of the way. You all right? So we are doing a second Halloween theme show because we fucked up and forgot that there was going to be another show. It's not Halloween yet. It's still not Halloween. It wasn't Halloween when we did the last one. So um, (laughs) Why did anyone tell us? (laughs) We look like idiots. Middle of October, face painted up, talking about (laughs) Halloween. What are they doing? And it's just like, what's going on? So um, yes, now we are doing a proper Halloween episode. There you go. That's kind of Halloween-y. Yeah, good enough. Cat face mask. You just put in your face and cat's anuses. Love it. Smells, smells, smells like. like smells yeah. like. Yeah, someone else has been wearing that. I've probably got got the big C now. Not that one. The other one. <laughs> I don't know which one's which anymore. There's three Not now. <laughs> it's a nightmare. Uh, so this time, this was a brilliant idea by Jesse. Jesse, walk the people through the concept of today's episode. I had a brilliant idea. I never have brilliant ideas today. Um, so my brilliant idea was, um, like, I think we were talking, when we did our monster one the other week, um, we were talking about the sort of f- films we like. And I was saying I don't like straight horror films, but I like films that have a horror element to them, like mm-hmm. um, bringing sort of parts of horror but it's not a horror film they're, they're normally comedies to be honest with you but like the horror the horror element is strong so i thought why not just do a top five on that there's loads of films with um horror stuff in it influencing that so you ex- like, like parodies and all sorts of shit yeah you you explain with words wow, wow good mate <laughs> yeah i'm talented gifted <laughs> don't look a gift horse in the mouth mate. what does that expression mean don't know don't look uh, a gift horse in the mouth. Does it mean like if something's giving you something nice, don't take the piss because it'll bite you? I don't. Horses aren't renowned for biting. Can someone look it up and post it in the comments? Because it's gonna irritate me. So uh... horses can bite. They've got teeth, and because their eyes are so far back from their mouth, they could just like stare at you whilst they're biting you the whole time and keep <laughs> eye contact. <laughs> Kinky. You know, you can stare at people <laughs> when you bite them too. You're just very up close when you do it. So. Yeah, so yeah, but it all goes a bit blurry, did it? <laughs> Get your eyes tested, mate. Get your eyes tested. Well, I wear glasses. So, like, I'm literally not wearing the glasses today because I took them off to put some face paint on and then couldn't find the face paint, but didn't put the glasses oh, no. back on. I can't see anything. It's okay. I'm dressed as a pumpkin. <laughs> your hair's nice and short and normal. Well done. It is. I, I cut it It looks ordinary. Um, it's very boring and I don't no, like it's good. it. No, it's good. It's better. You like it when I shave my hair because you say I look like, like um, you want... <laughs> fuck you. you. When I shave my hair, you say I look like Dynamite Kid and uh, that excites you. Yeah, that's okay. It does excite me. That's a good look. I've got his book just over there. That's why I looked over there as if he was going to like jump out of it or something. Where are his no legs? <laughs> okay. Um, let's get into this top five then. Let the good people enjoy their Friday evening and uh, yeah. Ready? Born ready. That's what I said on pointless. Ready never... the number five. I have to pick up. I'm wearing a towel. Oh, you're naked. Stop looking at me, Quad. Naked. 
down to five. Cutting you off while you talk about Pointless is my new favorite thing in the world. Good, because I'm going to be talking about it for a long time, so you better get used to the cutting, baby. Okay. I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. I don't like the power you have. See, Max actually learned technology as a child, which I think a lot of people did. And I didn't because I was too cool for all that shit. But now it's totally backfired because I've got no power whatsoever in this situation. I've got you in this like, little box. Just got you in a nice little box I can do whatever I want with. Okay, movies. But movies that are scary but not scary. They're horror-ish, but they're not in a horror genre. Naming this episode was a nightmare. Yeah, but you did long. a good job. I'm proud of you. Thank you very much, mate. Uh, I'm going to kick off this week, because fuck you. Ready to be excited? No. Eyes forward, Jesse. I, I want <laughs> full attention. Let's go. Let's I go. Reactions. How long did it take you to put your little pumpkin face on? A uh, good 40 minutes. <laughs> okay, good. Just so we've established that. Carry on. <laughs> I could have prepared better for this episode with research and understanding the topic. <laughs> I spent, I've got some Wikipedia open up here, and that's that's as far as we're going, people. So, number five, Ghostbusters. Ah, what a lovely old film. 1984, Jesse, not that old. No, not that old, but have you tried to watch it in 4K? No. Looks like utter shit, mate. (laughs) Yeah, there's other old films that actually look brilliant in 4K because they were films like Hitchcock stuff looks amazing in 4K. Even the like low budget black and white stuff. There's just something about the crispness of how it was filmed. But Ghostbusters was like, is just that little bit grainy. So in 4K, it just looks like someone's lobbed like a jar of treacle at your screen. (laughs) Your what screen? Your screen. I got confused. I nearly said computer. <laughs> computer. I'm looking at a computer, so I said computer. <laughs> so Ghostbusters is technically a comedy movie. It's a comedy fantasy sci-fi movie, but terrifying. There's ghosts. Ghosts I associate with being scared. That's yes. my number five. And there's the um, Plows, what's he called? The Doughboy. Yeah, little Doughboy. It's a great insult for, for a tubby boy, isn't it? <laughs> doughboy. Oh, a little doughboy. So in Ghostbusters, everyone knows the story. I'm like, they hunt ghosts and this kind of thing. Um, but normally <laughs> when you get comedies and the way they kind of film it is there's always some kind of colourful element, even if there is some like spoopy stuff going on. But Ghostbusters is dark as shit. And there's like portals being open and there's explosions and fire. And the ghosts are actually genuinely terrifying, not like Slimer and hey puff boy but um <laughs> the <Retro>. ghost <laughs> there's one who's like driving a taxi and he's like a skeleton and he's in a suit he's horrible because he comes back to my uh previous episode of being like a statue kind of deal and then there's the old lady in the library who is just like walking around and then they talk to her and she's like and she goes all mental and tries to scare them. And it's terrifying. So, and then you got the gozers at the end with the big dog kind of creatures. Um, so these, just... these are these are Ghostbuster toys. Are they? Yeah. So that yeah. is an official, um, sorry for people listening. Um, but yeah, they're official Ghostbuster toys. I think they were from the animated series afterwards, but mm-hmm. um, they're a nice little thing. Carry on, animated sorry. series is great. Um, I don't understand how you have a toy for every reference I bring up. <laughs> It's not humanly possible. (laughs) What do you got for me? (laughs) Uh, And then, yeah, the ghosts are are terrifying, and there's actual, like, genuine scares when people get grabbed from cushions, and she gets all possessed, Sigourney Weaver's character. And you know what? Sigourney 
Weaver's character, when she gets possessed, is hotter than when she's not, and I don't know what that means about myself. Well, it's it's what I've always said, um, which you know I keep it on the down low, and um, but it's a good tip. Um, men, bad mental health, and I would class being possessed as having bad mental health, mm-hmm. um, tends to improve fellatio. Just gonna just gonna let that sit for a minute. I mean, I know at first you think what a terrible thing to say, and then you think a bit more, and you think, oh, actually, this guy's right. <laughs> this guy knows what he's talking about. Where can I get this guy? <laughs> oh, that would be great. Imagine a chapter in a book called I could write that. I'm going to write that. You're going to write that. You're gonna be like one of those little Christmas stocking fillers that people get. <laughs> oh, who's your favorite it. who's your favorite Ghostbuster? It's gotta be Bill Murray. Bill Murray. I like Dan Aykroyd. I'm a Dan Aykroyd guy. Yeah, Dan Aykroyd is great, but uh, Mr. Murray with his improv and just how he is as a human being. I I wanted to grow up to be Bill Murray. I wanted to be sarcastic and dead inside, and I've achieved it. Well, yeah, can't, yeah. Well, the dead inside. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, Bill <laughs> Bill Murray is a fantastic human being, and just generally, Ghostbusters has that horror element while still being fun comedy campy and is one of my favorite movies to rewatch whenever the mood suits me that's nice um when's the last time you watched it not that long ago probably about two months ago oh that's nice i haven't seen it for years i'd quite like to rewatch it i should do at some point and it's the only one where the uh the second movie also is just as good i would um put gremlins in there with that very true i think gremlins 2 is very different to Gremlins 1, but I think it still stands up. It's a rare breed where a movie can do one and then another. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Gremlins I'll get to see um, Gremlins. I could have put Gremlins in this list, but I haven't. Um, spoiler alert, guys. Um, but um, the Playhouse Theatre, which is just down the road from me, uh, showing Christmas films um, through Christmas time, believe it or not. And um, like they're doing a little cinema thing. And Gremlins is one of the films, so I'm going to go see that. I've never seen it on the big screen before, so that's going to be awesome. Amazing. No, I'd be up for that. I like um I love that film. Yeah, Gremlins are great. I just realized because we're not doing wrestling this year, when we get to the Christmas period, ugh, then we actually get to do Christmas movies and we get to talk about Santa Slay. At last! Santa Slay is my favorite. Or we just do a live watch along. That would be good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just play the whole movie for the people. Oh, I love that film. I will defend Bill Goldberg like to the end of the earth. Anything terrible that he's done in his wrestling career, I will defend because of Santa's Slay. And I think that's fair. And we only saw that movie, what, two years ago? Yeah. 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 I always knew I always knew it was good even before I saw it, though. I just knew I'd like it. Do you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We That was one of the happiest evenings of my life. So thank you for that. <laughs> Jesse, your number four is... Ah, I'd say I, I can't remember what order I gave them to you in, so this is exciting. Um, my number four is Cable Guy. This is a, um, I want to say little known, but I think more people know it now than they used to. It was a flop yeah. at the time. It's a Jim Carrey film, and it came out around, so everyone talks about, like, oh, Jim Carrey had this fucking amazing year in 94 when he did um, Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber. Like, he was super successful, which is totally true. But he also did Cable Guy, which was a complete flop. But really good film. Um, directed by Ben Stiller in his directorial debut. Um, cable Guy is a film where Jim Carrey plays a cable guy, titular, who um, fixes the cable of Matthew Broderick. Now, uh, Matthew Broderick has just broken up with his girlfriend, so he's moved into his own flat. That's why he needs his cable sorted. Um, 
and Cable Guy sorts it. Cable Guy really likes Matthew Broderick and gets a bit clingy. He becomes a bit of a stalker, basically. Um, and it all gets a bit out of hand. But the... Um, oh, wrong way. Mirror! <laughs> um, but the... Um, he gets a bit stalkery and just as the film goes on, he goes, it's typical. It is like typical horror film, right? This is it is like just very typical horror. Like meet cable guy seems nice, gets a bit weird, bit clingy. It all gets out of hand and he ends up just being out of control and very scary. And the main horror bit that I always think of is Matthew Broderick's dream sequence. Do you remember when yes. um, cable guy, they give him green contact lenses and he just like, so he's looking through the spyglass of his door and then the cable guy appears. It's Jim Carrey um, with these green eyes and he's like chasing. Do you remember he's running like that? And um, he's run, and it's like a comedy run, but because of the music and stuff, it could so easily be horror. If it wasn't Jim Carrey, you'd be shitting yourself. Um, it's a very, very funny film. I've no idea why I didn't do very well. I think it's because Jim Carrey got this reputation for slapstick humor like Ace Ventura and The Mask and Dumb and Dumber, and then Cable Guy hits you. So people sort of go, oh, Jim Curry, he's going to be like slapstick funny in this. And he's not. He's actually a sort of bad guy and a bit creepy, and it's not what people wanted. Very so think, creepy. Yeah, so I think it flopped for that reason. Also, a weird side plot of the film, which I really love, and people block this out. Even people who have watched Cable Guy forget about this. Ben Stiller plays a pair of celebrity twins, and which has an ongoing yeah, court case the movie. Yeah. on telly throughout the movie because one twin has murdered the other. And um, they were like kids who were in some fictional like sitcom, and one grew up great, one grew up a druggie, and the druggie kills the great one. And um, so you just see bits of this court case like going through um, the film, which I think is a really nice touch. And also one of my favorite quotes when they show it, they play an excerpt of the um, twin who killed his brother phoning 911. And um, he's like trying to pretend that he's just discovered his one. He's like, oh, I think it was an, I think it was an Asian gang or something. I, I don't know what language they were talking in, but it, it sounded Asian. They were talking Asian. <laughs> 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 which i've always really enjoyed <laughs> it's amazing yeah it's an amazing movie and uh you forgot the most terrifying bit where jim carrey wears the chicken skin on his face <laughs> yeah i forgot about that silence of the lambs <laughs> hello clarice and um, andy dick is in it who's fantastic oh yes um andy dick Jack Black is in it in um, one of only two films I can stand him in because I hate wow. Jack Black. Um, I, he's he's good in this. I like him. He's good in Cable Guy and he's good in High Fidelity. They are the only good Jack Black films. Is it because um, he has a very small supporting role in both of those movies? Absolutely correct, Abundo. Like yeah. less Jack Black, the better. But I'm cool with I'm cool with that. Just don't be on my screen, please, you horrible man. You know what? I hate him even more now because um, anyone who's listening who's played the Tony Hawk remastered games mm-hmm. um, will know that Officer Dick has been recast as Jack Black, and he's in the cart that's going around the school two level. Yeah. So you're trying to do tricks and just like get your high score innocently, just you know skating away, and this prick is like driving around and just rams into you. And there's this trophy you have to get where you have to get like three different gaps, three different grind gaps. And I was so fucking close to it, mate. I've been doing it for like hours and I was so close to it. And I was just about to jump on the last one and he fucking drives past and hits me. It's like, ah, as if it's like he knew. It's like he knew all the shit I've talked about him and he was seeking revenge. You have such random enemies that are celebrities. 
that, that, that you despise. And I'd, I'd love to, I might get you for Christmas. You know, you can get those like cameos. I might just get a Jack Black cameo <laughs> Jack Black for you. One. Jack Black, Zoe Deschanel, hate her. Yeah. Um, she's Why do you enemy. hate Zoe Deschanel? Because she has to sing in everything she's in. <laughs> it really annoys me. It's Fair. like, are you an actress or a singer? Do you remember the Little Britain sketches when they bring Dennis Waterman on? And he'd be all, write the theme tune, sing, sing the, theme the theme tune. All that. that is literally Zoe Dachanel. That's what she's like in real life. She's like, oh, I have to sing in everything. She's not even that good a singer. It's just because she can hold a tune. Loads of people can hold tunes. There's a musical episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where almost every member of the cast sings a solo <laughs> song beautifully. Do they sing in everything they're in? No, because they're professional people. Whereas Zoe just needs to vocally wank over everything. Should we do a top five episode of Celebrities Jesse Hates and Will Murder one day? Oh, that'd be brilliant. I can't think of who else I hate right now. There's the obvious ones, like Piers Morgan and stuff like that. But yeah. um, people that other people like. So people love Jack Black for some reason. People love Zoe Dachanel for some reason. Um, who else do I hate that people seem to like? Um, oh, who's that astronomer? Brian, what's his face? Brian Cox. He's a cocky little shit. <laughs> you know, you, people love him. Okay. Stephen Fry, he's a bellet. <laughs> <laughs> so Brian Cox is just knowledgeable about space and just happens to be semi-attractive that he can be on TV and talk about it. Oh, not, he loves it. Not two weeks ago, you were asking me space questions. So clearly you don't have like an issue with space in general. You you want to know the knowledge. You just refuse to go to Brian Cox for the information. You make me tell you stuff <laughs> at half nine you. in the morning. <laughs> So I got baffled, right? Because I was thinking about um, sort of people say that weird. Uh, people say that stars, um, when you're looking at a star, that star don't exist no more, and the light that we're seeing is millions of years old, right? I'm looking at stars right now out my window. They're not real. They're not. They exist anymore. But we can still travel. Um, and look to Earth. Could I see dinosaurs? Like, would I be watching because of the way it travels? I'm, I'm seeing the past on Earth. And then, based on that, could I measure um, my distance from Earth to basically watch anything I want? Because I want to watch Live Aid. Do I have to do the full expl explanation again of why you can't do it? No, but... No, because I want to keep believing I can, so I don't want you to tell me I can't. <laughs> so when I sent you the message explaining the science behind how it would work, you just went, no, I just went, blah, blah, blah. no, 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 no. <laughs> okay, let's, let's move on. My number three is Casper the Friendly Ghost. I got lazy I watched him. this. I watched this a couple of weeks ago. Okay, and, I'm, re uh, I'm really glad up. you have. Because um, I don't remember a lot of it. I just remembered it as a little dead boy. Uh, and this is a family. Massive Ed. Massive Ed. It was probably me as a child. Who knows? <laughs> and then <laughs> there's this horrible kind of memory I have of this movie where it is lovely and it is brilliant as kind of a family movie. It's got some dark undertones, man. Yeah, totally. Um, Run uh, me through. Uh, okay. Um, oh God, you're making me work overtime today, son. Oh, I'll, be yes. I'll be, I'll be invoicing you for this. Um, firstly, um, so yes, it is dark because Casper is a dead child. Um, but the the first question I asked was, um, is it all right to fancy him because he's still a child, but he's like a hundred years old or whatever? So we've got questions there. But not really, um, because then you're asking if it's okay. You're saying you fancy a hundred year old man. Yeah, but that's that's allowed. What's wrong with that? 
It's allowed. It's just not very frequent. When have you, <laughs> when have you walked past a hundred year old and gone, fuck it, now, can't, hey, come here. Well, Ian McKellen is still dishy. I know he's not hundred, but like he's he's getting on. Getting he's there. he's a he's a dishy man, I think. Um, Patrick Stewart. Patrick yeah. Stewart is a dishy man. There there are hot old people. Helen Mirren, she's yeah. going to be hot till the day she dies. Joan Rivers, I know she sorted of like it was very plastic surgery, but I but I sort of dug 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 that. I dug her look, and she was very funny and confident. There's a lot of old people that I'm into. Um, but anyway, that's, that's beside the <laughs> we're, point. We're just coming up with new content for Jesse. <laughs> we're not talking about old people. We're talking about ghost children. And um, so he's that. His three uncles, do you remember? Um, yes. Fat, fatso, which is brilliant. Like It's like, we've got this really fat guy. What are we going to call him? Probably Fatso, I reckon. <laughs> um, fatso. Um, stinky. Um, and Stretch are the three... Um, of the three uncles uh, they're brilliant and i sort of love that's a sort of dark undertone because they're basically mm-hmm. keeping casper as a weird slave who has to cook for them and stuff yes um and then the it's wednesday adams and her dad that move into um that move into the haunted house where they all are and by the way um i don't know who plays um she's not called wednesday adams in casper obviously it's the same actor though um her dad don't know who the actor is but he clearly got that job because robin williams was busy right like that it is so obvious that that was just made for robin williams that role yeah. and they were like shit robin williams has turned us down or whatever let's just find a guy that looks a bit like robin williams and that's what they did um it's <laughs> non-union but... mexican equivalent yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly and just overdubbed him afterwards his mouth is moving <laughs> a completely different face to what he's saying <laughs> hola blanco <laughs> Like the Bumblebee man from Simpsons. <laughs> oh, this is me, though. Um, <sighs> but um, so that is all a bit weird. And um, the dad dies in it. Oh, yes. Um, That's yeah. That's the point I wanted <laughs> to make. That's what ghost. I was forgetting. Yeah. Um, and uh, that's pretty dark, but they, um, Casper, they get this machine working that Casper's dad had been working on to bring the dead back to life, but it can only work once. Um, so they're going to use it on Casper, and then they find out that Wednesday's dad has died. So they're like, "Oh, it's going to be used on that, and it's lovely." But the fairy lady comes, the fairy who is the mother of Wednesday, who's dead. She like an angel, not a fairy. Subtle differences. Um, <laughs> she comes back for a second and says, "Casper, that was very noble what you did. So you can be back as a live human for like thirty minutes." So he goes to like wednesday school prom and it's like who's this random blonde child that's just turned up at our school prom and just necking necking wednesday and then goes back to being this child ghost which is all a bit weird and um and also the bad guys who is um fucking hell, i forgot his name he's one of monty python um what's his name ernie something um from monty python um he wrote a book um about goblins Eric like, Idol. Eric Idle, that's what I meant. Jesus, brain fart. Do you ever, like, my brain isn't like this normally, but it's when you know that you're recording something live and you're under pressure. That's when you forget shit. You know, it's like God's cruel trick. But um, Eric Idle, he wrote a book about goblins when I was a kid with some really cool illustrations and just like all these different types of goblins. And I fucking loved it. I loved that book when I was a kid. Gave it, actually, Cromie, who is hopefully still listening and watching. I lent that book to him. And then in the floods, um, I don't think it was even the floods, but Cromie's house flooded really badly. He lived in a bungalow um, and the book got sort of lost. Lost to the all that. <laughs> so I'm never getting Cromie. Um, uh, I've lost my train of thought. But yeah, so that was that. And um, there's a lady who's horrible in it as well. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, this is your choice. Talk about Casper. I was, I was just letting you, uh, letting you go. <laughs> What's your number two? <laughs> you say, why do you like Casper? You haven't watched it. You don't seem to know anything about it. I, I do, I do. I just needed to kind of refresh it. Was it, it popped into my head because there's a lot of these movies that came out when we were kids, and I think it was predominantly our generation that had these, where they were pretty terrifying films that we were just kind of plonked in front of, like Hocus Pocus and Gremlins and Casper, witches, witches terrible stuff, horrible stuff, and it was just like Drop Dead Fred was another one, and it's just like <laughs> good luck. And they just leave you to it. But Casper, yeah, he has this kind of slave element to him where he's got to cook them, the scene where he's got to cook them food. And they're like, come on, where's the food? And they're like guzzling it down. It's just falling through them. That's yeah, the, yeah, yeah. That's, that's comedy gold. <laughs> that is next level genius. And you're right, it's just, it's horrible. And I was actually watching, there's a brilliant YouTube channel called Corridor Crew, where it's a bunch of VFX artists and they kind of break down old movies and it's just very funny, very good. And they were talking about Casper and they were going through how they actually made Casper and it still holds up as a movie in terms of like the techniques. Wicked. Yeah, the techniques they were using, these guys, you know, they're professionals, they, they look at this stuff all day and they're like, we can't tell how they've done some of this stuff. And this is the first feature film to have a fully CG character in the lead role. You're right. I read that. I was because you know what we're like. We're both the same. Like we're both little fucking dorks. So like I was watching the film and like sort of like you know Wikipedia it as we were watching it because I was interested who did the voices of what stuff and I read the same thing. Um, but yeah, fully CG main character. I think that's awesome. Yeah, um, so Casper and the because linking back to my first choice, Cable Guy and The Mask are the two films um, that sort of you think they were released early nineties, and the CGI in both of them I think still looks stunning. Like it, yeah. it, it completely holds up today. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent agree. And the other dark element of this movie is they kind of give him a backstory of how he died, like in the comics and stuff. That was never really addressed. It was just he was a friendly ghost. But in this one, they felt the need to go into this poor child's death. And what 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 fucked me up with all that is that he'd forgotten all of that because he'd been dead for so long. Mm-hmm. And that is what would happen, right? Like yeah. I can't I can't remember what I was up to. 20 years ago for example i know i was like 10 but like but like you speak to old people and they can't remember what they were doing sort of they can't remember they remember they forget like stupid shit if you've been dead for like 100 years you would forget your life do you know what i mean which is you'd forget your life but i don't feel like you'd forget your death i feel like it's kind of an important thing to remember but is it because like yeah. life not not life goes on, but your existence goes on, right? If you're Time a ghost. Goes on, yeah. So you're just yeah, so you're just dealing with day to day shit and it's just it just ceases to be important. A hundred years is a fucking long time, man. Like, you know, if you died a hundred years ago, that's it's it's at the back of your mind. <laughs> Lots of stuff has happened since then. Yeah, exactly. It, it's true. I've I've often had this thought. If you became like a mortal and you go, oh, I've got all this time to like learn all these languages and learn all this history. Would you remember it, or would you just kind of forget over time and just become a simpleton because you've just been alive yeah, so long? There's only so much you can keep in there. Do you know what I mean? It's um, it's bad. I love that, by the way, um, for the viewers, you haven't um, painted your beard, but <laughs> it's it's the exact same color as the paint on your face. It yep, matches yep. in perfectly. I went to paint it, and then I went, yeah, there's no need. <laughs> 
happens as well. The, the hardest thing, because like my mouth is a little bit fucked up. Like I did okay, but it but painting on a beard, because you watch all of these like women and they do all of this pretty like painting and stuff. None of those bitches have had to paint on a beard. Exactly. Yeah. Higher machine and you're trying to like it doesn't flow through correctly. No, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It um Finn Balor for any of our um wrestling listeners, um, who is a very lovely, very attractive, lovely man, um, yeah. who I love, um, who is a wrestler. Um, he paints himself up for special occasions and he's quite beardy at the moment. Um, so I'm quite excited for the next time he does paint up because he will have to deal with that beard. And I'm interested he- to see how he copes with it. He's going to learn a valuable lesson that day, and I'm tempted to tweet him. You know what? I'm going to start my own YouTube channel where I do makeup tutorials for beards. That's a excellent idea. That book was so good, I'll replace it at some point. Better late than never, I guess. Oh, he remembers the book. That's nice. Um, it was a good book. I'm glad he enjoyed that. It was, um, yeah, it was awesome. I remember but, uh, there, were, there were two goblins in particular um, that had like sides and shit. They were really cool, and they were called Knife and Thwok. Thwok. Knife and fork. Yeah, I don't give a fork. Um, that's number three. Then that that's Casper, their children. Was, one thing. One thing I want to say about Casper before we move on. Um, I have a memory as a child. Um, I have um, family in Cornwall. Uh, my dad's sister um, and her husband and their kids live in Cornwall, and I used to stay with them sometimes when I was a little boy. And it was like a coming from here. It was like a different world when I went there because um, they had like this nice big garden and um my uncle andrew um was like amazing he would build like tree houses he's one of those guys that could just build anything with this well just wait um he could build anything with his hands right and um so when i go and visit my cousins cousin closest to my age so i'd hang out with a couple years older than me um she had her own fucking tree house which like you just don't see around here like because it's too towny but it was this amazing treehouse, and um, I was staying with them. Being an only child, I had to deal with um, free gifts from cereals being dispersed amongst other children. I'd never had to deal with that before. I would just get what. Right? But Casper must have just come out because glow in the dark Casper stickers were free gifts in the cereal, and I remember they we we had we put loads of them up in Kate's treehouse, and I just remember sitting in that treehouse. And just waiting for it to get dark, just so I could see like the Casper stickers light up, and it was such a good time. <laughs> the concern on my face of where that story was going, because like <laughs> we've been talking about dead children, and I was like, did he kill Kate? Did he push her out of the treehouse? Is that where the story's going? I did. I didn't really kill myself um, because um, one of my older cousins, when I was in the treehouse, took the ladder away. Ha ha! Very funny. But I was like, yeah, jokes on you. I'm just going to jump. <laughs> this is like, this is really high. And um, yeah, I really hurt myself. <laughs> it's kind of a fitting end to you, I must admit. So uh, it would have been. Would have been. Number two. Um, I'm going to be bored off my tits, but go on. Oh, fuck you. Right. Okay. Um, <laughs> so number two is the film um, League of Gentlemen's Apocalypse, which is the film that um, League of Gentlemen made after they did their three series um, on telly. Um, Max thinks he doesn't like League of Gentlemen. He thinks he's not a fan. I just haven't got my clutches into him yet and shown him everything in the world. It is the most incredible horror-inspired comedy you have ever seen. Like, just this incredible... You, you would kind of call it sketch comedy um, if anyone hasn't seen it, but it's not sketch comedy because even though there's all these characters, there's only three people who play all the different characters. Um, but 
and it is kind of sketch comedy because it's like character to character but there's a link throughout every episode there's a link why things are happening and it does make sense and it's brilliant um but this film i know you don't know anything about it right max this film no clue it's meta as fuck it's brilliant so League of Gentlemen, they, so they've done three series, they're done. So the writers, the three writers of League of Gentlemen playing themselves, and oddly, there's actually four writers of League of Gentlemen. There's a guy called Jeremy Dyson as well as Rhys Smith, Steve Pemberton and Mark Gatiss. Um, Jeremy, Dyson, Jeremy Dyson is a writer as well, but he's not an actor. So he d- he's got no interest in it. So he's in the film, but he's played by Michael Sheen, right? So Brilliant. the rest the rest of them play themselves, except for Jeremy Dyson, he's played by Michael Sheen. So the four of them are playing themselves, and they're saying, okay, we're done with League of Gentlemen. We want to move on to other projects. But everyone in Royston Vasey, which is the town in League of Gentlemen, all the characters hear about this. And they're like, well, if they stop writing us, we've got no future. Like, and, and they sort of become aware that they've got no free will. They suddenly start realizing that we're only doing all this stuff because someone's writing it we're being this is a sketch show and we're being told that we're doing this so basically the apocalypse is coming right because all of the writers want to move on to other projects so all the characters rise up against the writers and it's just so like i don't know if i've explained it well but it's no no i kind of i I like that because i'm a big fan of meta i was saying in the last episode about the the freddy krueger movie where yeah yeah, yeah. he attacks the the actors yeah stuff, so. it's, it's that sort of thing I, I i you know what what year did that freddy krueger movie come out that you were talking about uh 2003 oh, okay this was before that then but i was gonna say i would not have been surprised at all if league of gentlemen had seen that film and gone that's a fucking good idea but it might have been the other way around the way it looked yeah um but it's yeah it's just so it's just so meta and so and so the writers um jeremy dyson is the only one that wants to carry on League of Gentlemen. And he says, oh, no, let's write a thing where... um, So the next series, we're going to start this virus where everyone in League of Gentlemen grows tails. And they're like, no, that's a shit idea. That's um, lame. We're not going to do League of Gentlemen anymore. And then as the film goes on and the League of Gentlemen characters rise up, they eventually manage to kill all of the writers, like the real people. Uh, um, At the end of the credits, it's revealed that Jeremy Dyson has survived. And we see that Jeremy Dyson lives and then all the characters from League of Gentlemen turn around and they've all got tails because he's still alive and he's the one that wanted to write it. And that's the end of the whole thing. It's fucking, it's just great. It's just so, I mean, if, if anyone listening um, is a fan of British um, sort of nineties weird comedy and is a fan of horror, League of Gentlemen is the best thing in the world. They went on to write Psychoville, which is an incredible series, and Inside Number Nine, which is an incredible series as well. Mark Gatiss has obviously done Doctor Who, um Sherlock. Mm-hmm. He did Dracula at the start of this year, which was really, really good. Um yeah, just the talent <laughs> You didn't like the last episode, did you? Fuck, it, it was awful. Went modern. Yeah. Oh, I really liked the whole thing. I thought it was good. Um but yeah, just really talented writers. They're all really good. Just shout out to them. And the meta nature of this film is just awesome. Yes, he is still going. He's uh, <laughs> very... <laughs> could okay. Could I watch League of Gentlemen's Apocalypse without seeing League of Gentlemen? Yes, absolutely. They they give you enough exposition so you know, so you sort of can you understand that these are writers moving on from a project that they're most known for. Do you know what I mean? So even if you didn't know that it was an actual series that was really successful, it would still make sense as, okay, these writers have written that and they want to move on. I think that's a good starting point for you. If you want to get me into, uh, into League of Gentlemen. 
Okay, let's yeah, start it better and weird. Kidnap me, hold me ransom. Well, we're on to our number ones. Raise the roof. Raise the roof. We've flown through this one. Yeah. We have been lately. We're kind of just like, yeah, 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 yeah. Stuff's funny. Good, good, good. <laughs> we're recording so, this as well. I mean, if you're watching this live, you know it's Friday. But if you're listening to it when it's been uploaded at a later date, we're recording on a Friday evening, which we don't normally do. Ever. And I feel like, yeah, so I feel like we've, we're both like, cause it's end of the week. It's weekend party time. We're a bit more peppy. Do you know what I mean? We just want to fly through this. Exactly. Because this is literally my job. I, I've spent four hours a day on StreamYard doing a top five for my job. I said I did say to you if you if do do what you love for a living and you'll never be happy again. That's I know it's not the most popular expression, but it's the true one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so so our number one. I watched the I watched the South Park episode the other day. Do you remember when loads of people kill themselves in the South Park episode? They all shit themselves when they die, and every time Cartman just turns to Carl and goes, "You owe me five bucks." <laughs> oh, I might watch some South Park this evening. I'm in that kind of mood. It's all on. Did you know it's all on Prime? I only found this out recently. Yes. Yeah, every series for free on Prime. Amazing. Okay, Not okay. free, oh. obviously, because you subscribe. But yeah. oh no, I got Mandalorian. Mandalorian's back, everyone. Oh, oh. I don't care about that. Not talking to you. There's <laughs> people who appreciate pop culture instead of whatever you like in the world. Oh, ooh, Baby Yoda. Oh, Baby Yoda. Yes, Mandalorian. Star Wars. Shut up, Jesse. Oh, he's like a minion. <laughs> no, he's not. So, <laughs> so our number ones are very similar. Are they? And I think it says a lot I, about our... I can't even um, remember mine, mate. <laughs> I've got a video clip for yours. I got oh, what, sweet. Too, I got too excited, so I made a video clip for yours. Uh, so my number one is the movie Clue. Have you seen the movie Clue? No. You're an idiot, then. You're an idiot, mate. You're I'm too busy. Idiot. I'm too busy out there. You're I'm doing not. stuff. I'm drinking and wanking. <laughs> <laughs> Fighting and fucking, just going around the place. So Clue <laughs> is um, a black comedy. It, it's very similar into the style of um, Mel Brooks and that kind of comedy and that american style humor which you and me find quite why funny you, why would you bring him up max <laughs> why would i <laughs> <laughs> but it's that kind of it's that kind of comedy the movie does, that you and me find very funny so yeah. i think just, you'd really enjoy it stu- just stupid it's so stupid to the point yeah. where it it becomes clever because it's so stupid i would say exactly. you know yeah, yeah. Like that's exactly what, what this movie is because it's for American listeners, obviously, you know the board game Clue. For British listeners, the, game, the board game Cluedo. They made a movie around the Americans this. Americans call it Clue? Yeah, yeah, it's called Clue. I didn't, I didn't know that. There we go. I've learned so It's got uh, Tim Curry, who plays the butler, Wadsworth. You've got uh, all your favourites, such as Mrs. Peacock, Mrs. White. How old's the film? Chris, uh, what? How old's the film? Uh, the film came out in 1985. Oh, cool. And Pete you got Tim Curry. I love Tim Curry. Pete Tim Curry. This is yeah. um, this is when he was kind of doing all the Rocky Horror, and it looked like he was going to be massive in American movies. Yeah, well, he was Pennywise. He was the original Pennywise. Exactly. He, but he kind of had these three movies, and then that Home Alone, I guess, as well. But that was kind of it. He wasn't in Home Alone. Yes, he was. Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. Oh, okay. Yeah, fair enough. No, you're right. Sorry. Um, yeah. Yeah. Shut up, Jesse. I'm right. No, sorry. Uh, Christopher Lloyd plays Professor Nigel, Plum. I've moved, Nigel, I've moved I'm on. Not done. I've moved I'm not on. done with Tim Curry. He was, he was Nigel Thornberry. <laughs> <laughs> Do 
Yes, he was. He was so, and he and read the audiobooks of a series of unfortunate Jesse, events. Shut Sit up. Max, he's going to die soon, mate. When he dies, we can say that we liked him before he was dead because everyone's going to jump on the bandwagon then. And we could say, look, we knew all this shit and we loved him back then. And everyone knows we loved him, Curry. Very but, much so. But not as much as I do. So, um, this movie <laughs> is based on the board game Clue. It stars Tim no. Curry. Jesse loves Tim Curry. Now I do. we can move on. So, they get invited to this dinner and uh, Wadsworth, the butler, Tim Curry, reveals that uh, someone is blackmailing the others. They've got like dirt on the other and there's like all of these cool kind of backstories um, and people get murdered because it's Clue. And then you've got to kind of figure out who did it with this whole murder mystery thing. Other people die throughout. And it has this kind of, the reason I've put it in as kind of having a horror element is it does have this spooky show up to a mansion. No one knows what's going on. And people just start dying while lights shut off and lightning strikes. Um, And does, yeah, it's just kind of a little bit freaky with actual like strangulation and shit. And there's a busty blonde who ends up dying. So that's like number one horror trope. That's standard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember the opening of Scary Movie with the blonde who's like running away and there's like two signs, like safety, certain death. And she's like, (laughs) certain death. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, and in a busty maid uniform, if I've uh, not convinced you yet, Jesse, to watch it. Hello. Hello. Why Um, Why haven't you made me watch this? I don't know. Like you'd honestly love this movie. Like, please watch it uh, as soon as possible because uh it, it's fantastic and there's some really funny moments with like singing singer grams that come along and they die and it, it's just ridiculous and so the end of the movie and this is what makes this movie so brilliant and i really wish i was alive in 1985 when it happened so when they released this movie jesse benz in different cinemas they were given different endings Oh, really? Yeah. So depending on cinema you're at, there were three different endings. The f- ending C was the correct one. But, did, they uh, random, did they randomly do it? Or was yeah, there, so, like... no one, so no one knew. So like, if you didn't know this, imagine 1985, no internet, you don't read the paper much. You go along, you see ending B. That's, that's that movie for you. And then you that's watch amazing. it. And then you're talking to your friends. Like you say, no internet or anything. So there's no point of reference. And so yeah. you're talking to someone else that's in it. And you say, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then this happened. They're like, what? <laughs> you fucking... I never. Or like you watch it on DVD years later. And you're like, I do not remember this ending whatsoever. So, um, yeah, they just get shown one of them. Uh, when they released it in the home movie, they released it with all three endings. Um, but now when you watch it on, on TV or like streaming services, it's ending C, which is like the proper wrap-up of the movie and it's just brilliant they, they turned a board game into a movie uh it's got all of the stuff like the candlestick knife lead pipe rope they've got all the different rooms it's beyond funny the end where wadsworth is solving the case and they're just all sprinting around the mansion and they're all out of breath it's just comedy gold and i highly recommend if you're a fan of any kind of you know mal brooks or that kind of 80s dark comedy you've got to watch this movie Nice. That sounds right up my street. I will. I, I say I'll watch it, but I say that about a lot of stuff you tell me about, and then it just gets forgotten. Poof. But um, who's your favourite Cluedo character? Hmm. Very good question, Jesse Benz. I do like a bit of Professor Plum. I've always been a Colonel Mustard guy. I thought you were. Yeah. 
Uh, played by in this movie Martin Mull. Do you remember Martin Mull? He was the. Are you talking about Plum or Mustard? Mustard, your Mustard. your boy. Martin he, Mull, who's he? He was playing the principal in Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Oh, thank God! I thought you were going to say um, the principal in um, Ferris Bueller, who was um, arrested a few years ago for being a pedo. Really? Yeah. I did not. I just watched Ferris Bueller last month. Did you? Yeah, the headmaster. Um, Bueller, that guy is, um, yeah, he's a Peter. Nice. Check this out. Stay with me, everyone. I've got to know about the pedophile. Edward Rooney, that was his name, wasn't it? I don't know. Criminal offenses. Yes, you know it's good. You know it's going to be good when there's a when they've got their own like Wikipedia page of criminal offenses. It's like yes, this is what we like. Excellent. Okay. I'm going to, yeah, he had to register as a sex offender. Um, and he's in the database as of last year. <laughs> you say that like it's an achievement. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> like he's one of the done. <laughs> hmm. Okay. There you that go. That was my number one. Yeah. We should do top five pedos in film. <laughs> We'll, do, we'll just be covering everything from the 70s. It'd be great. Uh, yeah, it'd be brilliant. Um, okay, my number one is... Press the button! So it appears for the people watching. It's a film called Young Frankenstein. Um, it was made in the 70s at some point. I can't remember the exact year. Um, it's a Mel Brooks film, which is why Max keeps going on about Mel Brooks comedies. Um, it stars Gene Wilder. Um, it's just fucking brilliant. It's a parody of Frankenstein, as you mm-hmm. might be surprised. Um, Marty, is his name Marty Boyle, um, who plays um, Igor as well? Oh yeah, um, with the most amazing face in the world. That lies. Yeah, his eyes Marty are incredible. Feldman. Marty Feldman. Yes, who's Marty Boyle? I, that's someone else. That is someone. That is someone. I think I said Bo- I think my brain did that. Peter because- Boyle is the monster. Ah, so, but I got confused because when you've got eyes like that, your surname should be Boyle. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It feels like... <laughs> but yeah, Marty Feldman, who was awesome. Um, yeah, mental face. And he was a proper shagger as well. Like, big drinker and just... Went I into heard this about life. him. I watched a documentary, weirdly, um, on him. And it was just like, yeah, it was the biggest party animal and everyone had him around. Mental. Yeah, it's brilliant. I love people like that. Like... Just that sort of lifestyle. I'm not like big into that lifestyle myself, but I love people who do that for some reason. Like that's why I love the Rat Pack and stuff because they just made a. They became millionaires off getting fucked. <laughs> I really like it. Um, but um, Young Frankenstein, just a brilliant. Um, pa- so confession time. I've never seen Frankenstein. I've never seen the actual Hammer Horror film Frankenstein. I've got it. I've got a Hammer Horror collection downstairs. Never watched it. Um, but that doesn't even matter because I watched Young Frankenstein when I was 12 or something and it's just fucking funny, man. Like, it's just... Because you sort of know the story, but it's just such a funny film. It's all black and white. It looks authentic. They actually went to, I found out recently, um, used the same set that had been preserved from the original Frankenstein film and filmed a lot of it in that, which is really cool, which is why it looks so authentic. Um it's just a parody film. So like people listening who don't know it, who might've watched scary movie and stuff like that. So scary movie is a parody of scream. Right. And there's like gross mm-hmm. out humor in it and stuff. Young Frankenstein is the same sort of parody, but because it was made in the seventies, it's less gross out and more like panto humor. But I, I sort of dig that. I, I love like 
panto humor when it's done well is brilliant and that's what young frankenstein is can i play the greatest clip in cinema which pops me every fucking time it's on and it's the greatest thing mal brooks has ever done are you ready i'm excited to see what you've chosen if you're blue and you don't know where to go to why don't you go where fashion sits Different types who wear a day coat, pants with stripes, or cutaway coat, perfect fits. Dressed up like a million dollar trooper. Trying mighty hard to look like Gary Cooper. <laughs> I love that so much. It's people listening, like that's gonna be really abstract. But um that's it's so- funny even just audio because just like <laughs> oh so that me. is so that is um Dr. Frankenstein. He's brought Franken Frankenstein's monster to life and he's showing everyone that no look, I've done it and he's brilliant and look, I've trained him. So they just and then they put on the ritz. <laughs> they just perform. And and it's yeah. Man, it's amazing. <laughs> I really like the um, yeah, it looked like Barry Cooper. Hooper! <laughs> oh, man, I've been great for his fame. <laughs> Do you recognize um, the guy that plays Frankenstein's monster? Um, he was the dad in Everybody Loves Raymond. Ah, yes, you are right. Yeah. Um, yeah, tall, bold, just yeah, dude. But um, yeah, he plays it great. And also, um, Cloris Leachman is in this film, who I brought up on the podcast before when we did our top five um, Adam Sandler films. She mm. is the grandma in Spanglish, and I was talking about her, much like Tim, we were just said about Tim Curry. She's not going to be around for long, and she's just a fantastic old school actress, Cloris Leachman. She's incredible, and she plays Frau Blucher in um, Young Frankenstein, which the gag, again, this is panto. It's so panto. Um, every time the word Frau Blucher is said, a horse neighs. And at first it's like, oh, it's because it's like a scary name. But then like our context, like she, her name comes up later on in the film and you still hear a horse neighing in the background. It's just, it's panto and stupid and funny. Um, but Cloris Leachman plays her, who is still alive and you think yeah. like she looks like it was a good makeup job or whatever but like she looks old in young frankenstein which was yeah. made in the 70s um, but she plays that part beautifully it was her idea to do you remember when she first welcomes them into the house and she's um, walking up the stairs with a candle that isn't lit <laughs> yeah. she, she's like stay very close to the light and <laughs> but it's not lit and she just keeps turning around and when she's like asking if he wants a cup of hot tea or a cocoa before he goes to bed and every time dr frankenstein says no she sort of reacts to the no like she's been slapped across the face <laughs> like no. and it's she, she's incredible she's such a good actress and she's still oh. alive she's in her 90s and god bless cloris leachman she's an absolute treasure this movie man just brings back so many happy memories mal brooks is just uh like i know there's I love Monty Python and Holy Grail, and this is like we have the British version, but Blazing Saddles and Young Frankenstein will have me in tears from scene one to the credits. Yeah. Without a both, doubt. And they both have their reasons for not being shown nowadays. Like, mm-hmm. you can argue that they haven't aged well. I mean, 
Um, I mean, in Blazers Saddles, there's a lot of racism, right? And I mean, it's it's ironic racism, but but that was kind of the point. It was yeah, like, yeah, totally. Yeah. But but people, but again, it's too on the nose for today. You would never see it on telly now for no. that reason, like even satirically. Um, and Young Frankenstein has a rape scene in it, essentially, when um, oh, yeah. Frankenstein's monster basically forces himself onto um, Dr. Frankenstein's fiance. Who, by the way, her, I feel really bad for not knowing her name, because I looked it up when I last watched Young Frankenstein. She's amazing. And um, she died in the 90s, I think. She died quite young, like in her 40s. She got cancer. She, it, based on what, like Young Frankenstein, she is an incredible comic actress. And in an era where if you were a woman, you weren't allowed to be funny. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, especially in the 70s. And, and Mel Brooks films did that a lot, actually. And gosh, she was like, and again, um, oh God, I was can't it remember her. Madeline Kahn? Uh, Madeline McCann. <laughs> <laughs> Madeline Kahn. Madeline, hang on, I'm Googling now as well. Madeline Kahn. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So she's quick. Uh, throwback Madeline Kahn is in uh, Clue. Oh, no way. Yeah, she's fucking hilarious. There's, there's a scene she does which is like the most quotable movie. Flames, flames on my face. And it's just the funniest <laughs> shit ever. So, yeah, oh, she is funny, an amazing actress. Funny actress. Yeah. Um, just really funny in this film. And it did sort of strike me that um, I can't imagine in the 70s there were all that many sort of. Um, all that many women that were allowed to be funny without... I mean, she is a good-looking girl, but, like, funny without being attractive as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she is sexy. Like, I think she's good-looking because she's funny. Like, when people are funny and good at what they do, they become attractive, to me, anyway. But um, it's... But she's like that. And then there's um, Terry Gar, who played Inga yeah. as well in Young Frankenstein, who genuinely was one of my first loves. Because she in Young Frankenstein, she is beautiful. Terry Gar is a beautiful, beautiful woman. Beautiful. Um, yeah. And but yeah, very funny. Um, all actors just do an amazing job. Um, love it. Just a great film. Yeah, I, I 100 percent agree. And I think I'm tempted to go do a rewatch very, 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 very shortly. Fashion. And Blazing Saddles as well. We've yeah. never really watched those movies. We don't really watch movies together. That's not our friendship. But uh... we talk too much. That's the problem. Like when we <laughs> hang out, we just want to talk. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So if you have to sit and watch something for a couple of hours, that's too much. Yeah. And it has to be these kind of movies where you do like commentary or you can kind of join in. Like, we can't do serious. Yeah, movies. exactly. So we'll do like Adam Sandler films. That's the reason we had a top five Adam Sandler. Because yeah. like the nature of those films. Uh, you can tune out and sort of take the piss with each other for a little bit and drop back in. And it's not very convoluted. You know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't like missed Adam Sandler, Jackass movies, any, any of those kind of late night. We're very refined people. Yes. <laughs> he says he sips his wine from his plastic <laughs> cup. It's not plastic. No, it's glass. Oh. Hear that? glass. Why is it made it to look glass. like plastic then? I don't know. I got it from a charity shop. I got four from a charity shop. I've got them in f- different colours. I got this one, a blue one, a red one, and a yellow. Basically, the 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 um, uh, Hogwarts houses in glasses. That's the only reason I bought them because they were those four colours. And I was like, yeah. So I'm I'm drinking from my Slytherin glass today. Very handy if you want to poison a group of people because you just have to remember poison is in the blue glass. Exactly. It's, yeah. Again, and this is like next level Cluedo that we're talking about here. There we go. There we go. <laughs> I was going to end the show, but I choked. (laughs) I literally choked. And I choked.
That's so the it's end Hall- of the show. So it's hang on, before it's the end of the show, it's Halloween tomorrow. Um <sighs> you've been in your flat for over a year now, right? So have you had Halloween in that flat no. last year? Oh, is this your first Halloween in that flat? Yes. Do you have children living around you? Are you going to get trick and treaters? No, because it's like a, it's got a massive gate on it. It's the gated community. <laughs> got three flights of stairs. You live in Jonestown, don't you? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I am no leader. So are there no, are there no children that live in your in your community? Gated I've community. Heard, not really. No, I've heard like a baby crying. But if that starts calling up, <laughs> it was quick as silence. <laughs> But no, is this your first Halloween in, in your house? or No, man. I've been here fucking, like, this is our third? Second or third? We've been here over two years now in this house. Where does the um, time go? I know. Where does the time go? That's a really lovely song sung by Sandy Denny. Um, you should check that out. It's a lovely song. And it always makes me think of um, my granny Annie, who um, wasn't, um, she was lovely, but she was a bit, um, she was Carl Pilkington before Carl Pilkington, my granny Annie. And she'd always ask ask us, like, um, I suppose I might have inherited this when I was talking about, like, being on a star, looking at dinosaurs and that. But she always said, where does the wind go? Like, <laughs> when, it, when it's windy, where where does the wind go? It's yeah, got to go definitely... somewhere, right? That's so How, how do you out. answer that? Uh, you and your dad, this was my favourite observation. And I've seen you two in the same room multiple times. You have the exact same face when you do this. What is that? What is that? My face is like orange, but like what is it? What a smile! Like uh, when when something's happened and you're like, ah, damn it! You have the same like you purse your lips, turn your head to the side. Oh, like uh, oh, I just fucked up. Sort of. Yeah, you both have exactly the same face when you do it. Really, just I I love that. Like Jesse, (laughs) the main thing I've inherited from my dad is just like disappointment. You both do it so well, so well. <laughs> that's nice. That's funny. Um, yeah, that's nice. loads of people actually. This is pointless. Have said that, like, because it's because like you don't often see two people side to side for so long, right? So yeah. a lot of people have said that we have similar expressions and looks and stuff, which um, that's good, I suppose. I guess bringing it back around. Uh, go check out on BBC iPlayer. We'll post a link on Twitter. So you can watch it on YouTube if you don't have the old TV license. Nicky. <laughs> so thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We hope you have a spooktacular Halloween. I'm sorry if you have to spend it indoors. Yes, I said spooktacular. What are you going to do about it? That's a point. Hang on. No, before we end. Like, so trick and treat. What I was getting out with that trick and treat stuff is that my street is full of them. We got loads of kids here. They're all lovely. Um, and they they trick and treat. It was like honestly spent about sixty quid on um, sweets last year because they just kept fucking coming. So we had to just keep running to the laundist at the end of the road and keep buying more. Um, I learned pretty quickly that you don't let them take out of the bags. They just oh, no. fucking handful, mate. For those little hands, they can get a what? lot of sweets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you hand them out. You click them out. Um, but um, this year, so social distancing, right? So w- what's going to happen? Do I have to like throw? You celebrations at children yeah. from a distance and try yeah. and hit them in the forehead. Get get the hardest candy you can. Toffees <laughs> are preferable. And then yeah. just fling it at their little twat faces. Just bam! Just fling the toffee hammer. <laughs> so, oh, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's very authentic now, your face. All bloody good, good. So, that's yeah. how Casper was made. <laughs> Casper too. <laughs> 
but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if people will go trick or treating or whether it will be like distanced as a there's a uh, uh, hashtag, whatever you call the kids call it. Hashtag is Halloween at home. That's the trending thing at the moment. So uh, I guess people are just gonna get dressed up at home, have a wank, and go to bed. Uh, yeah, well, that's my plan. In this makeup. It's good. Well, yeah, if you... Uh, well, no, so that's why skeleton makeup is so good, right? Because it's why anyway. So anything you get on yourself oh, <laughs> just yeah. blends in, so you don't need to wash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, always ending on a high note, aren't we? God bless us, everyone. Thank you, everyone who tuned in uh, to the live episode or caught it up afterwards. Uh, you could have a whole whole evening. You could have Jesse for 45 minutes, then me and Jesse for an extra hour. You can have a great time. And thank you for everyone who downloaded it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your stuff from. We appreciate you listening. We'll be back in two weeks' time. I won't be wearing makeup then. Maybe I will. Maybe this is my life now. Maybe not. Uh, yeah, you might. It turns out you like it. Yeah. It's like wearing, just slowly evolve into wearing dresses and just nice, nice. Well, no. Do you know what I've had a weird craving for recently? So when I was a teenager we used to um now people don't want us to it's like they can turn it off like they got free will (laughs) they don't they don't like they don't have to keep listening um like if you if you've started listening we've already got your hit so we don't give a fuck um but it's like when i was a teenager um i used to paint my fingernails black a lot because that was like the trend of the time i sort of want to start doing that again i don't know why yeah legitimately yeah, I've got this weird feeling that I want to bring that back, but yeah. I don't know if I don't know if we're too old for it now. I don't know. I thought about just doing like the you know you could just paint the one, like the one. Yeah, nice. Like, like a yeah, like a, um. What what do girls call it when um they say it? They've got a when they get their nails done, the ring finger is always slightly more glittery, and they call it something. I can't remember what it is. Do you not no know? Yeah, no idea. Like like a a something piece, like a um. I don't know, like fashion piece or something. Someone will know. Someone will let us know when they hear this. Yeah. Um, some lady. But um, yeah, I used to when I was a teenager, I used to paint my fingernails black, and that looked cool. When you're a teenager, it looks fine. When you're a younger man, it looks cool. But when you're a bit sort of beardier and older, I don't, I don't want to just look like a transvestite. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Which fat Mike calls himself a transvestite. You exactly. Know. Yeah. You don't yeah. go to full hog. Just a little bit. Just yeah. enough to make yourself feel pretty. That, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's what you want. Exactly. I'm not doing it, but I'm not doing it. because Basically, I'll, I'll be honest with you. The reason I want to do it is because um, it was the 20th anniversary of Linkin Park's first album, Hybrid Theory, recently. So I've just like completely rediscovered. Linkin Park was my favorite band when I was a kid. So I've completely gone back to that and rediscovered it because they've done loads of 20th anniversary stuff. And every all the footage I'm seeing of Chester singing in the year 2000, he's got black nail varnish on and i'm like yeah that, that's the only reason i want to do it really but yeah. the thing is he was at the time he was a 25 year old man who was very attractive and young looking and um, we are not that so i don't know if we can um, yourself, good sir. That off in the same way <laughs> makeup you make sure you full of uh, i forgot words fuck it uh, <laughs> wake up grab a brush and put a little makeup we Why haven't done a music episode in a while we could do i wouldn't mind doing a lincoln park episode oh i'd love that can we do that we? Next yeah, episode, okay? you know what the next episode is for once oh, but- ladies and gentlemen tune in in two weeks time where we'll be doing a top five lincoln park summit lincoln park something so uh songs albums what are we gonna do because mm-hmm. there's a lot to go through here there is a lot to go through how many albums have they had like 
uh hybrid theory meteora minutes to midnight a thousand suns living things um the hunting oh. party um and um one more lie that's not counting reanimation which was a remix album of hybrid theory and um the lincoln park jay-z collaboration called collision course which was a six track ep one get them in as well three four five six seven eight. okay so i would include those as well the so do you want to do albums? Yeah, okay. But we can we can allow crossovers, right? For like, oh, yeah, yeah. I just sounded like Boris Johnson. <laughs> you know? As it was coming, as it was gurgling out of my mouth, I was like, oh my God, I can like hear him inside me. Maybe, maybe, so, okay, so we won't do a live episode for that one because YouTube gets all funny about copyright, but we'll go back to an old school podcast episode. We'll play the clips do all of that kind of stuff and uh as long as no one wraps us out we'll all be good that'd be sound yeah i'm well into that and it, it comes from a place of love but i suppose yeah. like yeah we're lincoln park i mean the thing is the annoying thing about these big bands like lincoln park wouldn't give a shit like mike shinoda brad delson rob borden all the band members like they would love it that we were doing an homage to them and a show about them but they're signed to warner brothers who have no sense of humor or realism do you know what i mean that's the problem with major label acts the actual artists that have created the stuff love it they they don't mind do you know what i mean they love that we would be doing stuff like that but it's the record labels that have fucking massive dildos shoved up their ass that um have problems with it yeah with the system man wake up rush my little makeup <laughs> and on that note we will actually say good night this time and we will be back in two weeks time with a lincoln park special episode very much looking forward to that because uh we love and miss you chester you wonderful boy we do he was my favorite person when i was a child and yeah. um he's not here anymore but yeah lincoln park are the best band in the world so um we're gonna be talking about that jesse bases whole identity off of him thank you for joining us please make sure you sort on the scroller down below give uh five stars subscribe follow us on twitter check out the website the website is gotofive.com ah, bloody beautiful have a great halloween have a great two weeks look forward to it and bonfire night if you celebrate that as well oh, yeah, fuck. so totally so bonfire night before we go bonfire <laughs> night is um so um, there's a cricket club right around the corner from where i live and they always put on bonfires like fireworks every night um every night every night every year um and uh, it's crazy it's party town here um so every year we get a bonfire there and, and fireworks um but we can sit in our back garden and see them so I'm just going to sit in my back garden on a deck chair, wrap up and um, drink my booze in my own house and watch these beautiful fireworks. I can't wait for Bonfire Night. Beautiful. So Jess is going to enjoy Bonfire Night. We hope you do as well. Love it. See you all soon. Ta-da and farewell. My name is Max. His name is Jesse. This has been Got Till Five. Bye-bye. <laughs>